Hello and welcome to the Create Me podcast with your host Ike Headland. This is episode 7 of the podcast. So we've had a lot of positive response to previous episodes and I'm really happy and excited to speak to our next guest. Her name is Shireen Kabor. Is it Kabor? Yeah, Kabor. Kabor. Shireen is an Italian freelance illustrator and designer based in Aberdeen. Her work specialises in humorous illustrations that can be applied to children's books and comics and animations. Shirin takes a lot of inspiration from Looney Tunes, Disney's Merry Melodies and a lot of Cartoon Network shows. She also works with both traditional and digital media and has been known to dabble with spray paints from time to time. Hi Shirin, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good, it's good to, good to have you on here. I've kind of seen, you know, I've followed some of your work online. It's really kind of cool, it kind of harks back to like childhood memories in your work. Yeah, you know? definitely. Yeah. So, so one thing, you know, just to kind of start, like, so how did you get started as an illustrator? Um, I think I started drawing when I was really little, out mm-hmm. of boredom, to be honest. <laughs> okay. So I'd watch cartoons, try and draw them, and then it, I just, I never stopped doing that. Yeah. So that's me now. Um, okay. And I studied graphic design at university, mm-hmm. and then in my last year, I thought, well, actually, I prefer drawing cartoons, so I just okay. cartooned that. Okay, so did you study in Aberdeen? Yeah, I studied in Aberdeen. Okay. Um, I went to Grace School of Arts yeah. and I did the BDES graphic communication. Mm-hmm. Then I had like a hiatus for a year, went to Aberdeen, Dundee and mm-hmm. studied computer arts. Okay. So yeah, it's, it's been interesting. Yeah. It's never been a straight line, but it's yeah. definitely been interesting. Okay, cool. I, I know we just had a brief discussion off mic about how you kind of came to be in Aberdeen and you know, feel free to tell the listeners how that kind of happened, and, you know. Yeah, well... Um, I didn't have the most conventional childhood. I was born in Italy yeah. and then uh, my mum was Italian, my dad was Iranian, so mm-hmm. in, they divorced sadly in 1996 or 97 and I moved up here with my mum. Mm-hmm. So we moved to the north of Scotland and mm-hmm. then after all my schooling, after high school and college, I decided to, to come to Aberdeen to, yeah. well, just to, <laughs> to be in a city to be honest. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And so how did you kind of like, you know, in your work, how do you kind of come up with new ideas and stuff and and how and kind of des- describe how does your kind of creative process start? Uh, it just depends on what I'm doing it for. A lot of the work I've done so far has been personal actually because mm. I've only just started branching out into the kind of illustration I want to do. So I'm obsessed with animal characters and I think this comes from me watching too many cartoons when I was little. Okay. So Looney no. Tunes, Disney, yeah. things like that, lots of Cartoon Network as well. So. Mm. It seemed to have an aversion to human characters, okay. which is a bit weird to be honest. <laughs> but I just find animals more expressive, and you can also, you know, you don't need to make them boys or girls; they're just unisex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in a way, I find they can communicate more mm. okay. than humans. Alright, cool. So, you know, you're saying like, you know, you take, you know, the inspiration from like the Cartoon Network and stuff. I guess it was you the generation of like Powerpuff Girls and Dexter's Laboratory. Yeah, like definitely that, a bit of Dexter in yeah. there. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it was just just a mix of everything. We didn't have Sky, so I used to go around to my friend's house and grovel to see oh. <laughs> <laughs> to watch her TV. Just like, okay, cool. Was that kind of like, you know, oh, yeah, let's come around just to hang out with you and really want to to watch stuff on like, their TV. Yeah, oh, I liked her too, but you know. Yeah, all right, cool, cool. So it was back in the day when you had four, maybe five channels if you were lucky, and this okay. makes me sound really old. I'm only 28 right now. All right, okay. But so. Yeah, so, no, I know, I definitely get that being from, you know, I'm 36, I think I came from that generation of like, 
having the four channels and then Channel 5 came about or something. I think it was like the late 90s or early, like, you know, 2000 or something. It was like a massive thing. I know. Definitely. In my job, when I speak to young people about this, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of, it comes across as like, in my day, that kind of thing, like, you know, the older generations. And they kind of look very baffled by, you know, yeah. these kind of things as well. But, um, yeah, just kind of like, you know, one thing, I'm looking at your work, you know, for me, and I know we just touched on it is before, I, I definitely get a sense of childhood wonder and curiosity come through your work. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think whenever I do my work, um, this is actually something I want to work on. It's yeah. just, <clears throat> when I draw, I, I'm obsessed with characters. Okay. So I want to find a way to put the characters into a context, but okay. I grew up just drawing characters yeah. because, I mean, I was, an, I was a lonely kid, so I didn't have any brothers or sisters. Okay. And when I was alone, I was being babysat or anything, I would just draw and it's going to sound really sad, but the characters were almost like my friends. Okay. Or, you know, no, no, I get you know that, growing yeah. up when I was four, five, six, yeah. um, and then I just started, I kept developing them and mm. now I'm just hoping that if a kid, because I want to do children's illustrations, I'm hoping that if a kid sees my drawings, they'll feel in touch with the characters yeah. and maybe, I don't know, understand the story better. Okay, cool. So I think like, you know, it sounds like, you know, obviously going like, you know, over the years of developing characters, you're giving them like, you know, kind of names and personalities and stuff. And is there any kind mm-hmm. of like characters that you've drawn that you're kind of very much still attached to? No, there isn't actually, which okay. is quite interesting. Um, I'll tend to... Sorry, that's me banging on the okay. table there. Yeah. I'll tend to draw one and I'll maybe draw them for about a week and then I'll get bored of it. Okay. So okay. I've got a drawer full of these sleeping characters that mm. I might take out in a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I've never stuck to one. I've just always explored different animal types yeah. or different illustration types. Okay. And I guess, you know, obviously I've looked at your work online and I'm, I'll definitely encourage the listeners to do that as well because I'm really you know, interested and intrigued by your work. And I guess, you know, I've spoken to our guests on the show about, you know, their creativity and where do you think that create your creativity personally comes from? Is it like the multi-generational thing, what some people would say, you know, oh, no, I had relatives that were creative. And, yeah, definitely. My dad uh, was very creative, so was my mum. My dad was a photographer and he was interested in theatre. And he was actually, when he was little, he wanted to be a film director. And then that just sort of delved off into photography. And my parents actually owned a photographic studio stroke creative space when I was really little. So I think they've always pushed it on me, they've always encouraged me to be creative and explore these things okay. which I'm really grateful for because not every parent yeah, is cool well, yeah. with that. Oh, no, no, that's mm-hmm. definitely true and I guess, you know, after like, you know, you've kind of finished with the study and stuff, how have you found like you being creative in the north of Scotland, what's the response been like to your work? It's always been very positive um, but I think because Scotland's so, it's not small but the population is small so yeah. where I lived it was a small town, one high school so if you were good at something, word got around. Right. So you had the kids that were good at sports, the ones that were good at drama, the ones that were good at art, mm-hmm. and it kind of, it gave you a bubble of security. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you leave that, you think, oh, actually, loads of other people are good at this, so I need yeah. to step up my game. Yeah. So it's always been very encouraging because people are more likely to know you, mm-hmm. and there's not so much competition, but I find it encouraging seeing, especially here in Aberdeen, seeing so many other creatives yeah. Yeah. and stepping up your game and getting to know them. And building a community so yeah I, 
I think Scotland's a good country for that, to be honest. I think so, definitely. And, you know, like, you know, I spoke spoke to you on um, episode six with Adam and Cameron from 10 Feet Tall and Theatre, like, you know, seeing that kind of positive changes in Mm -hmm. Aberdeen, and I've seen that from being there for like 13, 14 years, that now the kind of creative, the creative community is being definitely more embraced, you know, they've got the new art stuff. Yeah, I'm glad you've seen that too, actually, because I've been here, I've been here since 2009, so it's been a while now. Okay. And I wasn't sure if I'm only just noticing these changes because Mm -hmm. I'm just becoming aware of the creative community, or if it's generally the changes happening now. Yeah, yeah. No, I think, you know, it is a beautiful thing, and I guess, like, and you've been established in North East and Aberdeen, you're very much a part of that community now as well. So yeah. I, I'm guessing, mm-hmm. like, do you kind of recognise that, you know, you have an influential role now? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, no. Okay. I mean, I've only just gotten into this community okay. side of things. Yeah. It's until a year ago, to be honest, I, was, I felt quite isolated up here. Oh, okay. So after graduating, I just I worked part time and I was here and there and I stayed here. and everyone left everyone that was in my class in uni left and they it just makes you think well does that mean there's nothing here does that mean everyone needs to go somewhere else to find it yeah yeah so did, did a lot of like your classmates go down like typically go down to the bigger cities to yeah kind of find employment yeah yeah and, london yeah. um glasgow edinburgh one went to new york oh yeah. <laughs> so that's cool okay. yeah so yeah it, there weren't many people left up here and yeah. the ones that did stay here to my knowledge they didn't actually do anything creative afterwards okay so um, it was a bit discouraging yeah I, I can imagine that as well like you know especially you know if you're feeling like okay this is a really solitary kind of career mm-hmm. was, there, was there periods of doubt or or of, of you thinking actually I'm just gonna. This is just gonna be a hobby, and I'm just oh, gonna. Ongoing. Go on ongoing. Okay. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. I think it's um. It's not a straight, you know, mm-hmm. A to B career yeah. path. It's definitely you need to make it happen. Yeah. yeah. And I've I only realised that a few months ago. Okay. So if you if you're passive about it, mm-hmm. unless you're really lucky or really amazing, then not gonna happen. Yeah. So it's about kind of like the grafting. Mm-hmm. like what you're doing and your like you know your creativity and promoting that and you know like I've kind of mentioned before on the podcast with previous guests that's that power of social media and yeah. using that as a tool as well so yeah. how have you found how have you found doing that like that being a bit of a new experience um, yeah know? definitely new yeah yeah I definitely new it took me a while to get the hang of it yeah. um because at first I thought right no one actually wants to know what I'm doing today you know right. no one cares about yeah. these drawings or no mm. one people are more interested in mm for friends dinner on facebook but okay. yeah once they started going then you actually discover other creatives oh yeah yeah because you get connected on facebook and mm-hmm. instagram and that really helped with okay. the community aspect all right cool that sounds mm-hmm. like you know obviously it's always kind of like maybe similar paths or like journeys i don't know because i'm kind of i kind of got in, re-engaged with the creative, creative community that being maybe like 2016 Mm-hmm. And I did that sustainable life as a creative course with the creative learning team at Prim Rosemount Community Centre and it's kind of I like saw your picture. They were talking about you the other night. Oh, okay. I went to the archive event. Oh hi. And they did a presentation. Was it yeah. the Slack programme? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they were okay. talking about it. It sounded really good. Okay. Oh that's well shout out to them for giving me a shout <laughs> yeah. out. Thanks for that. <laughs> no, but Mandy was speaking about you and yeah. it yeah, she was really bigging up the programme. It okay. sounded amazing. Oh no, I you know I definitely would advocate for anyone, any mm-hmm. creative in Aberdeen, you know, if you want to meet like-minded people and, you know, 
share your experiences and you know just share ideas this is an amazing mm-hmm. program to get involved so are you going to be getting involved with that then maybe right? i kind of i want to yeah. um i know the deadline's coming up quite soon actually yeah, it's february, february? Yeah. yeah soon yeah. very soon yeah i want to but i'm actually going to be out the country for two of those sessions so oh, okay. i asked mandy you know is yeah. it oh. um so mandy clark she's a creative learning yeah. coordinator yeah. and i was asking you know if i don't come to those two i'm essentially missing about a third of a yeah. the program so um, but I was lucky to be awarded the VACMA okay. recently, the okay. Visual Artists and Craft Makers Award. Yeah. So with that, they packaged in a mentoring session, well, a few cool. mentoring sessions mm-hmm. uh, with one of the ladies at Creative Learning. Okay. Right. So I'm hoping to get some of what you did in, yeah. in that course through Tracy Johnston. So. Oh, most definitely. No, I hope that kind of goes well for you. But you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I think it's this this year. I think they're doing like the weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Because yeah. my wife, like, we went like in a week, so it was kind of like two. I think it was like a Wednesday and a Thursday we went. So I, I'm surprised even with my job, my background, that I kind of managed to still do all of those days. <laughs> you know, yeah. So, but yeah, if anyone's listening, definitely, you know, it'll probably be too late when this episode comes out. But I hope you know, get in touch with the creative learning team with lots of opportunities and really nice people, welcoming, supportive people there. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, and I'm always missing the art hives as well. I was, I was in Glasgow. Um, I was at a Chris Rock concert with my wife, so that was really good to when it's like, you know, go and do it. Mm-hmm. But it was like in the middle of the week, and it was the day that I went, it was like Mandy messaged me and said, Oh, I've got the heart high, heart high thing, would you want to come in? And you know, like, I just feel like, so guys, I was missing them, but I'm definitely going to go to the next one as well. I'm really looking forward yeah. to it. This is very interesting. Yeah, it definitely was. I think yeah. the next one's going to be in Bankery. In the oh, okay. Oh, um, yeah. Don't hold me to that, but they mentioned it'll be sometime in March. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I have to try and make it out mm-hmm. to that one as well. Um, yeah, so like going back to yourself as well. Um, how do you um, kind of overcome, you know, the the blocks of like, you know, the create creativity blocks, you know? <laughs> well, um, I actually I was speaking to my friend who I went to uni with, and this was two maybe two years after we graduated, we were both in very different jobs, very unrelated to what we were yeah. actually wanting to do. Mm-hmm. And I sat there like, why don't we push each other to do something that we'll keep tabs on and just yeah. help each other out in this? Because mm-hmm. she had a massive block as well. Yeah. So we decided to do something that quite a few people have done called a Daily Doodle Project. Okay. And I've got some sketchbooks with it here, if you yeah. want to see. Yeah, yeah. So just. what it means is you've got to you have to draw something every day for some people do it for 10 days some for 30 some for 100 some for a year yeah you've got to do something every day and you've got to post it on social media okay and you start getting followers and if you don't post then people notice so it kind of it puts pressure on you to oh, keep producing okay, cool. these are really cool is this like um almost like a kind of ruffalo character i'm not sure like, yeah, that's yeah really, there's yeah. no brief to it i mean yeah. some people choose to follow words the yeah. first few i did i asked people to give me prompt words so yeah. things like uh i don't know hunger or full things like that and you just try and draw something oh, to yeah, that word these are, these are really beautiful really cool i think you know definitely we'll get them take pictures of them we'll put them up on yeah, the, cool. the website and stuff as well yeah. that's really beautiful they really helped me to get on social media as well because yeah. before that i wasn't sure what to post and then okay. i thought well i've got this thing you know stable thing every day yeah and it helped grow some followers and just get to just get to grips with it really yeah so before that i was i was hardly drawing i went through uh just after i graduated i picked up um quite a big project and when that finished 
I find myself empty-handed. Okay. So that was a huge block for me. Um, and what was that really big project you was involved in? Well, it was when I was in fourth year, a publisher approached my uni and they said that they wanted a, an illustrator for mm -hmm. their children's book. Yeah. So a few of us pitched for it and I was lucky enough to, to get the contract. Right. So that was a project that continued through. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> So that was a project that continued from middle fourth year yeah. until about a year or so after I graduated. Okay. So it was a huge, huge thing for me. I'd never yeah. done a book, never worked with a publisher. Right. And yeah, it just, it kept me pretty busy. Yeah. So when that finished, when the book was published, um, it was... It was so weird just holding it in my hand and being like, right, cool. All Someone's right. actually paid me to do this. What was the book? It's called Catherine of Carrick. Okay. And it's a story, it's not a children's book like a mm. bedtime story, it's a novel. So yeah. it had illustrated chapters throughout. Mm. And it's a story of a little girl from Northern Ireland who goes on an adventure mm. in like a time machine oh, okay, kind of situation. Cool. And right. she goes back in time to find girl pirates right. because her friends don't believe that they exist. <laughs> so it was definitely really... Yeah, it was fun to do. Alright, cool. Lots of interesting creatures in that. Yeah. Now, even in this, it's just like, you know, I'm, I'm looking at some of the characters and the pictures in the book, and I think, like, each little character in here, mm -hmm. you, can, you, know, you, can, you can pull out a story from these characters. You know? Yeah, if you've got yeah. the imagination. Yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely, if you have the imagination. Yeah, yeah. No, thanks for giving me the opportunity to look through that as well. I think, you know, you also did some work at Brewdog as well, HQ, didn't you? I did, yeah. yeah. Actually, I was working with Brewdog part-time as bar staff when okay. I graduated. Yeah. Um, so I just, they're quite a, a creative company, mm -hmm. quite driven, and they were encouraging staff to get involved with projects. Mm -hmm. So they got a few of us to decorate one of their rooms at the brewery. Okay. So I did a few bits and bobs for them yeah. over the years. And oh, it was pretty interesting because I learned how to spray paint. Oh, okay. I'd never done that before. Right. So one of my friends who was working in the bar with me, he showed me, he's a graffiti artist. Okay. And um, he showed me how to, well, how to spray paint, how to, how to approach work from a different angle as well. Mm -hmm. right. So I don't know if you've heard of him. He's called Craig Fisher. No, I haven't, no. no is he based in Aberdeen? Yeah, yeah, he is. Right. He's a cool guy. Right. Um, he does, you. We were actually in college together so many moons ago, right. and then we met up again through Brewdog, okay. and he's now the official graffiti mural wow. artist for Brewdog, so oh, he nice decorates one. all their bars. Okay. No, we definitely have to get him on there to give him <laughs> yeah, a shout yeah, out yeah, to him on the yeah, mm -hmm. you know, um, I think all levels of creativity in Aberdeen, you know, this is what the podcast is about, like, you know, interviewing people like yourself and stuff like, you know, and people like your friends mm -hmm. as well. I think, like... You know, you have an opportunity to do something, you know, like, you know, in the Brewdog HQ. How's that kind of impacting your confidence and self-esteem as a creator? Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, really good. Because mm. before that, it was bits and bobs here and there, small mm. jobs, and it was never anything on-site permanent. Mm. So I'd never done any exhibitions. I wasn't mm. much of a painter at all, actually. Right. So it was, it was nice actually just working with the designers there as well. Yeah. Because everyone came in, they helped out painting the ceiling, and it was a huge mural on the ceiling. Yeah. So we're standing on kegs to do it. Took us about a week. <laughs> okay. And it was a, it was a good experience. Yeah. I managed to do their gym as well a few years ago, and I worked together with Stuart Allen to do that. Right. So again, he's an amazing painter, mm -hmm. and it's just cool getting all these people together from different disciplines. Yeah. So graffiti artists, designers, painter, fine mm -hmm. artists. Yeah. And working with them. Okay. 
Cool. And how do you kind of, for yourself, how do you get inspired? Do you have any kind of days and moments you're like, do you know what, I can't be asked. I have no motivation. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. What yeah. a human. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. That's yeah. why I had to do that daily doodle project. That was yeah. so important for me because yeah. most days I could not be bothered. <laughs> but you think, right, you know, I'll take me, I'll sit here for five minutes. Yeah. If it's crap, it's crap. Mm-hmm. If it takes me 10 minutes, good. If I end up sitting here for an hour doing something really cool mm-hmm. and even better. So I think it's, you know, a typical thing, you don't wait for motivation, you yeah. just have to do it. Yeah. Especially when you're working under a brief for someone. You know, yeah. they don't care if your motivation doesn't come by Monday morning. You have it's to, like, you you have got to deliver. Time period, don't you, actually? Yeah. And I guess, do you work well under that pressure if you kind of got that kind of, um, okay, this is the time frame mm-hmm. that we have? Do you think, okay, this is kind of like, this, yeah. is, this is a drive and a push to kind of motivate you? Yeah, it's, it's good and it's bad. Um, right. I do pretty well under pressure. I've always been like that. Okay. Even when I did my homework at school, I'd right. stay up till three in the morning. It's <laughs> wow. not healthy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just gives you a focus, yeah. like an unhindered focus, and yeah. you just you just sit there and you do it because you don't have a choice. Because I guess it's kind of like having that tunnel vision, isn't it? It's just yeah. like, mm-hmm. you know, this has to be done and the best that I can do and I hope the client or, you know, is going to be really happy with the end result. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, sometimes if you have too much time to do it, yeah. there's that thing where they say, you know, you the activity will take as long as you have. Yeah. So if you just give yourself a day to do it, it's going to take a day. If yeah. you have a month, then you're going to take a day. I'm probably going to take a day anyway. Yeah. I don't work like that. Yeah. So it's a good trait and a bad trait as oh, well. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can, I can imagine there's probably periods of like procrastination, isn't there, as well? Just like, yeah. Oh, yeah. by frantic. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the last yeah. minute mm-hmm. dash of actually shit, I'm going to have like a week and a half to yeah. get this done as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know like we touched on it um, before as well, but like in terms of like, your own creativity, how has Aberdeen reacted so far to your work? I think it was pretty good. It was slow to start with um, because I was finding my feet in college and in uni and I was never sure which way to go because there seems to be a, more of a focus on fine arts up here. Mm-hmm. So when when people say artists, I mean in my head I think fine art painters, sculptors, yeah. so I never re- really knew how to place myself in that. Yeah. Um, but I think when you start telling people about your work, which is really hard to start with, Yeah. Uh, you start telling people and you just keep telling them, keep telling them it generates interest. Yeah. And it's a trick I used uh, when I was in my bar job. A few years ago I thought, right, there's loads of people coming in, loads of regulars, I'm just going to start telling them. Yeah. Because, you know, it's just, it's practice yeah. and you, quite often you make conversation. So once you get over the idea of telling people about what you do and you see their reactions to it, it's really cool. Yeah. Really I can imagine it is, I can imagine it being quite a fulfilling thing of this like and people kind of and when people react positively towards this like oh okay yeah is that kind of like that extra kind of boost of you to kind of like yeah going, it's really you know? self-indulgent yeah <laughs> but yeah sometimes you need it because it's especially before I was involved with the creative community here mm-hmm. I felt so isolated okay. as a as an illustrator yeah. I didn't even think of myself as that okay so because at the time I knew fine artists and designers and I didn't actually know any other illustrators yeah. here mm-hmm. so yeah, you need to just, in a cheesy way, believe in yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess like you know, from from a young age, you like you know, you said like you know, you was like four years old, you was been drawing, and obviously when you got older, do you ever think? Did you ever think back or reflect? Is there periods of you reflecting or think and saying to yourself, 
I'm actually making a career out of this. You know? uh, yeah, it's happening slowly, slowly. Okay. Right. It's just everything coming together. Yeah. So actually, I used to want to be an animator really badly when I was little. I yeah. used to watch cartoons and pause them and just try and figure out how they made things move. Yeah. You know, when you see things that are slightly different in mm -hmm. colour, you think, that's going to move. Yeah. I know that's going to move. Yeah. So I was obsessed with animation, led me to draw more, always thinking I'm going to be an animator. Mm -hmm. And then when I was in Dundee, I found out more about the animation industry and it kind of put me off a bit. Okay. And why so, is that? Uh, it's, well, first of all, it's a really hard graph to do. Okay. They're really skilled and I didn't think I could <laughs> right, okay. compare right. to them. So yeah. then I thought, well, actually I enjoy, I enjoy drawing more, I enjoy drawing scenes and yeah. more interested in books. So okay. I decided to go back to that, which kind of tied back to graphic design as well. Mm -hmm. So it's like a static 2D approach. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just every little thing that came together, I thought, okay, I'm not going to go in a straight line, I'm not, you know, I did fine art, I did graphic design, bit of animation, but when you take it all together, you realise it's actually an umbrella. Yeah. And it's something I wrote in my dissertation, because I didn't know what else to write about. <laughs> but it was about what defines what kind of creative you are. Okay. I interviewed loads of illustrators and designers and artists, and they said, well, actually, it was same process, yeah. same views, same ideas. Yeah. And I found it actually ties back to many creatives that we share the same process without realizing. Mm -hmm. So even sound technicians. Yeah. I've got a friend of mine who's a sound technician and a singer. And when we were talking, I realized that we share the same creative process. I didn't, never thought that in a million years. Yeah, because I think like, you know, like it's, good, it's good that you like, can recognize that as mm -hmm. well. Like, you know, all kind of creativity, there's a similar approaches and stuff, and that kind of help you a bit more, there's feelings of isolation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for mm -hmm. sure. Because mm -hmm. um, you realise that just because someone isn't an illustrator, precisely an illustrator, yeah. it doesn't mean that you can't speak to them about yeah. certain things, or okay. even just things like finding clients, finding work, at the mm -hmm. end of the day, it's still freelance, or it's still in that area, so yeah. you, you know, you, you can, you've got something to talk about. Yeah, and now that you kind of, I guess for you now you're getting more established, you know, and you're probably getting like a, you have a, a, a good portfolio of work. Are you finding like clients are more like coming to you now than you actually seek out? <laughs> no, clients? they're not flocking to me unfortunately. Okay. Right. Um, someday, someday. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm still, I still have to be very active in finding things. Yeah. Uh, I can't afford to be passive about it okay. anymore because yeah. I was doing that for a while and I realised that I was, you know you need to pull your finger out and just do something because yeah, otherwise yeah. people don't know. You think your work is out there, but it's actually not because it's such a big world. Oh, yeah. So you need yeah. to keep telling people and applying for things. Yeah. Otherwise, it's even in a small town like Aberdeen, you're not going to get noticed. And, yeah, and I think this is something for me that you get into terms of like, you know, social media mm -hmm. and engaging with that and actually feel like, I'm just bombarding people and there's a bullshit here. <laughs> I'm putting down my thoughts, you know, my kind of political, like social kind of views and my interest in music and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And then obviously some stuff with the podcast. And that's what I, I always have that feeling sometimes. Am I just saturating people with nonsense? I just click and like just to say, stop fucking doing this. <laughs> I don't know. Do you ever get that feeling as well? Like, do you, like, do you have that feeling of like, um, okay, I'm, I'm going to want to put this beautiful thing I've done up on like social media but I'm kind of worried about the response like are people gonna actually like it and stuff and uh, I'm not so much worried about response yeah. I'm just worried about lack of response okay. more than anything okay. right. but you know on Instagram you've got your I find Instagram really interesting actually yeah. because it's you've got your people that don't know you mm -hmm. so they can decide to like it or not yeah. and 
the comments are genuine. Yeah. Whereas on Facebook, you've got your mates, your mum, <laughs> your dad, your grandma. So, you know, you've got your biggest fans on yeah. Facebook, which yeah. just now seems to be my mum's neighbour <laughs> and my mum and her friends. So yeah. on Instagram, you get... Well, that's amazing on Facebook, yeah. seeing that support from people you know and love. Mm -hmm. On Instagram, you've got this genuine reaction from people that don't know you, yeah, yeah, that don't absolutely. care about you, yeah. and they still like your work. Yeah. So, yeah, you just take it as it comes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And one thing I kind of wanted to kind of explore with you is like, um, do you have anyone in mind in Aberdeen who's a creator that you'd like to collaborate with, or have you done any kind of collaborations? Yeah, I've. Um, well, there's. I think there's people I haven't even met yet, which is which is interesting, mm -hmm. and I hope that's the case. But I did a collaboration with, so I worked with Craig Fisher on a few murals. He taught me how to spray paint, and that was that was nice because it was nice being able to learn someone else's approach to things yeah. and how you know he taught me how to use a paintbrush, mm -hmm. just, just basic things like that. Yeah. But that shaped how I work now. Yeah. Because before that, I was all pencils and you know a dip pen. Yeah. Now I can actually use brushes. Okay. Um, then I worked, I met uh, another illustrator called Rachel Logan mm -hmm. and I met her by chance when she was in a market stall because mm -hmm. she sells cards and, and prints and I saw her work and I thought that actually looks slightly similar to mine. Mm -hmm. I think that's, I've never seen anyone that does children's illustrations here, right. it's always been fine artists. Yeah. So we stayed in touch, we became friends mm -hmm. and we collaborated on a commission for 17 last right. year. Okay. And we ended up doing six children's books together. Oh, so nice. that was like right. a pet project that yeah. was luckily commissioned by the council. Okay. Right. And what was the story? What were the books, the children's books? What were the names? So they're called Bonnie Beasts. Right. And we decided to do uh, a little collection of books inspired by the Aberdeen Bestiary. Yeah. And I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's a book, it's a very ancient book held by Aberdeen University. Mm. And it talks about all the beasts and all the animals and how they came to be and mm. their relationship between God and man. Right. And it's so beautiful to look at yeah. because you open it and it's it was hand-painted by monks oh, okay. for a noble man in Aberdeen right. in the 14th century. Right. It was just so cool. Yeah. And the uni actually uploaded it to their website. So oh, they scanned right. every page in and they uploaded it last oh. year. So we were able to just go Can through. Go, oh, nice. And we decided to use that as a starting point and turn it into children's stories, right. but take beasts that were featured in the book and put them in a somewhere in Aberdeen. Okay. So we did a book. Um, I've got them here actually. Right. So we did. We made up six characters, yeah. like three each, and we decided to give each character a little story about where they would live mm. if they existed now in Aberdeen. Okay. So that one's called the Prickly Lion. Yeah. It's about a tiny little lion <laughs> that's like a hybrid beast. It's gonna sound really weird. So we're mixing animals, making up our own mythical <laughs> creature. <laughs> and that one lives in Duffy Park, yeah. Winter Gardens. Uh, the Dinnerken, so we're using a play on words as well with okay. Doric. The Dinnerken is like a bat dragon All that right. flies around the castle gate and okay. you know, steals your chips. <laughs> and the Hauker is a magpie bear that hides around the streets and it steals things and okay. takes them back to its All den. Right. So all these little stories had locations that children would recognize in yeah. Aberdeen so when when we had the exhibition and we saw the kids reading the books we could see them go oh look mum that's the winter gardens oh, that's nice. Castlegate yeah. and it was really cool okay. and um, it was such a good project for me and Rachel to yeah. do because when I met her she was at a point where she wasn't feeling too I don't know I got the feeling that she felt a bit stuck as well a bit mm -hmm. isolated mm -hmm. 
So when we met each other, we realised that we could bounce ideas off each other and yeah. just put things together. So my skills developed quite a lot. So did hers. We learned oh. how to storyboard books and things that usually take quite a long time to do. But because we only had that yeah. six months or so, you know, okay. we condensed it. And yeah. It was a, yeah, it was a boot camp. It was good. And so I, I'm, I'm guessing by looking at these books, look really beautiful. That the response to them actually have been very positive as well. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah, it has. Yeah. Um, we were surprised as well. Okay. And we had quite a lot of people interested in buying them. Right. So just now we're looking into publication options. Oh, nice. And we're going to try and gather interest and see see if we can get these out to the public. Yeah. Because the initial funding we got was only for a print run of two books of each, just oh, for okay. the exhibition. Oh, okay. So we've set up a Facebook page okay. that I can tell you about later if yeah. you like. Yeah. And yeah, we're definitely going to try and go long term. So I'm really happy that I collaborated with someone because yeah. if I'd never stopped and said, "Oh, hey, I like your work. Do you want to? Yeah. Do you want to do something together?" This yeah. never would have happened. I think I think that's something really special that you know you can have a children's book linked to your creativity, but also kind of promoting Aberdeen as well. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, we so. noticed there was something. You know how you get books about Edinburgh, about yeah. Glasgow, and there was nothing about the northeast and dark. Mm-hmm. So we thought, well, you know, may as well just give it the glory it deserves oh yeah definitely yeah i think that's a really kind of i'm you know wish you guys all the best of luck with that as well thank you like, yeah. and I, you know if, so if you know things kind of work out well for you both i'm guessing we'll be looking at looking at like a series of books with these characters yeah that would like, be i mean we really hope to take these forward also yeah. because we've fallen in love with the characters yeah yeah them for so long okay um rachel's got some really cool ones as well yeah. she's got a, a flying pig that lives in his majesty's theater and the <laughs> unit terrace gardens yeah. um she's got a lizard rabbit type thing that lives underground and it lives near the tunnels okay and yeah there's um there's scope to work with these because it's, i think it's a gap in the market yeah. it's a very niche market here in aberdeen mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's still a market yeah i know like i think for like you know creativity and it being explored in Aberdeen, it seems you know like a, <laughs> like I mentioned earlier, it just seems like a really kind of crucial moment. And uh, under mm-hmm. podcast of episode six with um, Ten Feet Tall, I was kind of saying I can't verbalise what's happening. I don't I can't actually say this is what it is, but there's something really positive and yeah, it's happening, happening mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a really amazing time to be around to witness this. You yeah. Know, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I was. I'm not gonna lie, I was losing hope. Okay, right. <laughs> I was about to move down to Edinburgh or Glasgow right. a few yeah. years ago. Right. Um, but my partner working here, he works mm-hmm. in, in Huntley, so yeah. it's we decide to hang around and I'm so glad, so yeah. so glad that things are happening because yeah. there is talent here. Oh, yeah. And it just needed someone to just give us a little push. Yeah. And I think I mean, it could be someone else, but I think Aberdeen inspired that office has played a good role in that so with organising new art painted doors Mm -hmm. it's yeah it's a good thing it is it is and I think you know like with the whole the painted doors project um, I think they have them doing that again this year as well Mm -hmm. they've got applications I think yeah Um, are you going to be involved well I was involved last year oh okay Um, okay. I did a door near uh, I forgot the name of the street is it Rennie Street or Ren? okay yeah Rennie Street near Union Union Square. Okay. Um, so it's blue with seals on it. Right. And <laughs> when I was drawing it, so many people stopped and I thought I was going to get harassed or oh. pelted or something. <laughs> and they were just saying, oh, that's, yeah, that's cool. I'm going to yeah. take my, my daughter to see that. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. 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 
So I generally thought police were going to come along <laughs> and say something because you don't usually see street art in Aberdeen yeah, you know, up until yeah. recently. Someone must have kind of gave the memo to police Scotland. You Hopefully, might see yeah. people painting doors. Like, yeah, you know. don't arrest them. <laughs> yeah. mm. that's, that's, that's really nice. So, you know, um, you're obviously doing a lot of things in Aberdeen. And I know we touched on the whole, like, you know, the body beasts that you're doing. So what else have you got kind of happening in the near future in Aberdeen for this year, for 2018? Um, Mainly going to focus on Bonnie Beasts and see where that takes us because yeah. we might end up just splitting it and turning it into a smaller project, so mm. maybe just like colouring books. Okay. Apart from that, to be honest, I'm just going to develop my body of work, update it yeah. more than anything because it has come quite a long way since last year okay. mm. and take that forward. Yeah. So I'm planning to try and advertise myself nationally I... now instead of just Aberdeen. Okay. So I'll be contacting publishers in London, Edinburgh, yeah. Manchester yeah. and seeing what comes of it. Okay. And do you think, you know, given the opportunity, have you, have you kind of started the process of writing your own little stories for the characters that you've kind of developed? Um, I did it, well, me and Rachel did it with mm. Bonnie Beast. Yeah. First time I'd ever written anything. Mm -hmm. I'm not a writer I... by any means. But it's quite cool. So, yeah, I think I might stick to drawing for now. Okay. But I'd love to work with other writers. Yeah, and I guess in like you know long term plans, like in the future, would you kind of see yourself doing like starting workshops with people? Yeah, it was actually a thought we had. Um, oh. We thought it'd be cool to do like a monster workshop. Oh, nice. nice. So we did a whole framework for that, and then yeah. it didn't go through oh, yeah. in the end for a few reasons. But it would be something I'm interested to do. Yeah. Um, just now I work part-time as a graphic design workshop coordinator for a social enterprise, right. which is quite a mouthful, but yeah. <laughs> um, I started this just a few months ago with Rosie's, right. and what they do is they help adults with mental health difficulties mm -hmm. and brain injuries yeah. get back into work yeah. through placements. Mm -hmm. So people come to us, and my part of the workshop, because I've got graphics, crafts, and weddings and framing mm -hmm. in graphics. I showed them how to use Photoshop and how to put together oh, greeting yeah. cards to nice. sell. Yeah. So that experience of showing people how to do things and seeing people develop, I actually really like that and I never thought it's something I'd go into. Mm -hmm. So doing workshops with kids is probably something I'm quite interested in. Oh, okay, nice, nice. Mm -hmm. And like, so, you know, for our listeners, where can people kind of find you? What, you know, what platforms you're on, like social media-wise? So I'm on Instagram, yep. and that's at Sharon's Doodles. I'm on Facebook with the same tag, and then I've got a website, which is sharoncarbor.co.uk. Mm -hmm. Okay, I think you mentioned earlier that there's going to be something updated on there as well. Yeah, work, quite yeah. soon. Um, if you go to facebook.com forward slash Bonnie Beasts, mm -hmm. you should be able to find all the information for the books. So if you want to register your interest, and we'll keep okay. people updated and yeah. in the loop when they oh. get published. Okay, cool. And, you know, I'd like, definitely like to get you on again with Rachel. It's Rachel, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> and speak mm -hmm. about more about Bonnie Beasts as well. Yeah, and cool. you kind of find out, you know, you guys obviously you know, so you're making some more plans for some. You know, fingers crossed that you know you guys get to kind of create a series yeah, thank of these you. books as well mm -hmm. and you know thank you for coming on the podcast i've really enjoyed speaking of you and you know, getting to know a bit more about yourself yeah thanks work. for having me oh, no worries. yeah so yeah that was episode seven of the creative me podcast with shireen kabor i said it right that time haven't i carbor carbor <laughs> 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 no worries um shireen carbor 
Um, yeah, and we'll catch up with you guys soon again. So take care for now, and that's bye from me and Shirin. Bye. Bye.